Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Nerd Input Podcast. My name is Andrew Goulart. With me is... Nick Clattenburg. We're approaching that... Sweet. That sweet... Sweet 150. 150. The elite. Not 5 We don't like no, those. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not up in here. Not up in here. Uh, blue lives do matter, though. I mean, I mean yeah. they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, 150. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if we... We would be past 150 by now. Oh, well past. Well fucking <laughs> past. But there were times where, like, we... At the most... I think, what, we took three weeks? Probably, yeah, at some three point. Three weeks to a month stuff. at one point? <laughs> yeah. Off? Yeah. So we were already back off four episodes, plus other ones in between. Yeah. So... We take week, yeah, we take weeks off here and there. Yeah. We took well, last week off. Yeah, we did. We did. It happens all the time. Off. We don't get paid for this bullshit. No. It's on our schedule. It's just one of those things where it gives us more time to make copious notes. Uh, Yeah. Watch a bunch of retarded shit. Speaking of retarded Uh, shit. Oh, you watch some retarded shit? I watch more Doomsday Preface. Oh, my God. Literally retarded people on that. Except for this motherfucker who wanted to build a castle. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Already a million dollars into it. Jesus Christ. And guess what? Still not even done. Oh, my God. He, he better. Has, he better he already has have a, the structure. Does he already have a sick ass house, or is he just blowing all his money on this? He has a nice house. Okay, but like, I still don't know why. I, I understand why a castle. I guess. Like time tested. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Fortified. Everything. Yeah. But it's 2020 now. <laughs> like castles were built like long ago <laughs> to do that shit. Like, yeah. You should have that thing done by now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just find an old castle and take it over. Yeah, yeah. Put some cannons in there. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who's going to stop you? Yeah. What, the government? <laughs> Not with a cannon. Not with a cannon. Oh, they got tanks. That's true. <laughs> they would truly fuck you up with a drone real quick. They could just they could just release Jesse, Jesse Ventura on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesse Ventura would be on the doomsday purpose side. Yeah, yeah, he would be. <laughs> Yeah, he would. So technically, it'd be us releasing the Doomsday yeah. Ventura on, him, on uh, yeah. them. Yeah, and I'll say us isn't with me. I'm not a Doomsday brother. No, me neither. No, because I know if that shit hits the fan, we're all fucked anyway. Yeah, I'm just gonna eat all the cans of vegetables I have and then die. <laughs> me eat a, a ten Your jars. Body of... would overload with sodium, <laughs> but yeah, I need ten jars of pickled eggs <laughs> and then get killed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like fucking, and it's always sunny where they have like the Y two K bunker in the, uh, in the basement of yes. the of the bar, and it's just a bunch of pickled eggs in there <laughs> that Charlie eats. Oh, but some some of the shit that these people like they they're like, oh, you know, I'm I, the one that was building a castle. If I'm not mistaken, I think he said he was protecting against EM pulse. Oh, right. And I was like, all right, well, that's that's believable. I guess, yeah, it could happen. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, your castle's not even built yet. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you gonna do after that? <laughs> you know, you're already like well into like your 60s now. But, yeah. So what's his plan? Like, gets EMP'd. Somehow he's safe inside the castle. I don't know. Is he building like some kind of Faraday cage or something in there? <sighs> and then like, I how does the castle protect protect against EMPs? I don't understand. I for the for the <laughs> fact that I un, I. I understand that, like, for the size of the brick and whatnot, yes, you can still keep out a lot of things. Yeah. And defense-wise and everything, it's great. Yep. But 
there's always like a little weak link in that chain, and that weak link is the fact that he's sixty something and this fucking thing ain't done yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's he's trying to figure out which one of his kid, which one of his kids from which marriage I don't know. Hell yeah, which failed marriage <laughs> nice. I don't know because he probably spent oh yeah a million dollars on a fucking castle. Seems like that might fuck up a marriage. <laughs> you might have some money disagreements at that point. Um, I. I would say so. I don't think I'd be allowed to build a castle. No. No. I. I <laughs> if I had a million dollars, I don't think I would be allowed to spend it on a castle. No. No. But I would. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love to build a castle. I would love to build a castle. It would be awesome. I'll build a scale. Wall bridge and shit. I'll build a scale castle in the backyard and just play with action figures in it. I'll build Castle Grayskull. It's just a smaller version, but you you still pop your head out. You're <laughs> yeah. still going yeah. out the top of it. I pop my head out, and then you see my hand reach over and hang a sign on the front of it. It just says, no girls allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Classic fort style. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has six kids. All right. And he's trying to see which one he wants to have finish the castle okay. and I was like oh so you're just dropping your burden on someone else yeah, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit you know those kids are just going to be like we're just going to sell the land that the castle's on right yeah like, for we're sure, just going to sure. sell the material and get our money back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he's running drills like out of the castle like they're firing at nothing but they're firing live ammunition oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ they're just like right next to a school <laughs> like right, to, right next to a suburban cul-de-sac <laughs> <laughs> just stray bullets catching kids on fucking slides that's all right man. you know i mean do it well you know i'm not i'm not, I'm not going down that road you live in a state with aggressive stand your ground laws oh. <laughs> florida man yeah <coughs> oh, i'm dying Cancel. it's over finish my castle before i go <laughs> i'm already a million into it <laughs> What's this grand room of this apartment? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, and the funny thing was, you you on the episode don't even find out who's going to be taking it over. It's going to be written in his will when he dies. Nice. So okay. I'm like, oh, so, so you're going to continue to work on it, or you're just like, all right, I'm far enough. Rest is on you now. It just gets crushed by like building supplies as he's trying to finish it, like a day after they had finished filming. Oh, that would be fucking great. <laughs> He's using, like, medieval cranes to, like, lug the fucking stones around. He's just, like, winching at one block at a fucking <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it up there by sundown. Yeah. Sundown? <laughs> it's six in the morning now. <laughs> we'll get this one stone in place. Only 10,000 more to go. We're on our way. We're working on it. I don't have 10,000 days left on this no, earth. It's, uh... It's not obviously like a castle size that you would you're thinking of. Yeah, right? like a medieval castle. Like a, not like a medieval castle, but it's a scaled down version. That it's would, like a fort. It's basically like a small fort. It's like a castle fort. Yeah, it's like a treehouse. Just on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and real. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, dude, some of the other characters that are on there, it just it it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. It really does. That these people are allowed to walk around and have driver's licenses yeah. and all this other and stuff. And have guns. And guns. <laughs> and there was one dude that this guy was in charge of like his own rock quarry yep. in Louisiana. Dude, this guy built a fucking compound. Like using his own materials, like the stone and everything, 
built like turrets and oh my walls. god jesus Christ. And i was like damn this whole this whole episode is just about being medieval <laughs> yeah people. he built a fucking trebuchet oh yeah <laughs> he built everything and like i got ballistas he has a what is it, a trailer cemented in the ground cemented on three sides jesus christ and it has like a like a not I guess like a not an angle. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a hill, kind of okay. dug down towards the trench. Oh, okay. Yeah. Towards the uh, the bunker. Yep. But everything's gonna be like encased in dirt, and on top of that, he has these four separate like turret walls, and they're all built out of just fucking Louisiana like limestone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and he's like, oh, you know, like moving them back and forth, showing how like he's gonna line up shots and shit. And I'm like. <laughs> You people have driver's licenses? <laughs> see, I line up right here. I see some fucking teenager wander onto my property just looking for his parents. He's dead. Uh, nice try, asshole. I see some colored guy walk down the colored fella. Walk down the road. <laughs> Not in Louisiana. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me which way is? Yeah, it's back the way you <laughs> back came. Back the way you came, little Wheezy. <laughs> it's always a little something. <laughs> yeah. God, that's fucking people just building, like, video game-style fortifications. Dude, it's fucking nuts, man. Like, this guy was building, like like you said, it was like, uh, what, what's the, um, like, The Sims. Yeah, yeah. He's like building... Age of Empires, basically. Age of Empires, yeah, thank yeah. you. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Where he's building, like, his his own battleground. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is nuts. This yeah. Is nuts. I understand where this guy is getting the money. But I always want to wonder where, like, people that live in, like, rural areas, it's like, where do you get the money for 7,000 am- rounds of ammunition? Yeah, it's pretty Like, weird. I understand, like, yeah, you can just, like, put a little money away, put a little money away. But you have a fucking assault, like, rifle collection in your garage. Right. They're all, like, fucking at least $1,000 a piece. Yeah. What do you do for work? <laughs> yeah. That's always curious. It, it's that's the thing where I'm like, are these are some of these things fucking staged? Like some of them, hey, I, some of them have to be. I mean, it's them, just crazy. Some of them are so fucking outlandish that I'm like, maybe. Yeah. But then there's other ones where you're like, nope, that <laughs> nope. guy's crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's a crazy man that with a, with money, and he t- does whatever he wants with he it. He does exactly that, yeah. and no one is going to tell him otherwise. Because if you get on his, if you walk onto his land, you're not walking his off. Land, yeah. You know, Big you, mistake wandering somewhere. You know, it'll, you'll wrong turn right onto his <laughs> yeah. property. You know, fucking hills have eyes and shit. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> He's just stringing people up and just setting them on fire, like in Hills of Eyes. Fucking skinning them. Yeah. You know, and of course, the guy's name had to be Rocky. Rocky. Of course. <laughs> I thought it was his name, Hank Williams. <laughs> oh, God. But it, it, that's... Like I said, some of these people, man, and I say these people because it's a select few, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that it's not okay to prep. Yeah. Have stuff ready for a storm. Sure. Have stuff ready for hurricanes or floods. Keep yourself prepared. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. But if you're preparing for a global, was it global collapse yeah. of the economy? Yeah. Even if that did happen, the military would take all your fucking shit yeah. and butt fuck you. I know, no shit. Like if like the, you don't, you don't have enough fucking rounds to stop the military. Yeah. If the government wanted what you had, 
They would be like, all right, send a drone in, drop fucking two bombs from the drone, take whatever you want that's, from him, he's dead. That's the other thing, like, even if it was collapse of the economy. Yeah. They still have control of the skies. I know, yeah. Like, I want to see some dude that has a fucking, like, attack helicopter and shit like that as part of his prepping. Oh, he's got, God. like, a, a, he, like, just scavenged like an parts. Like Apache helicopter. Yeah, he scavenged <laughs> parts to build his own fucking, like, like, a Blackhawk <laughs> <laughs> Full like gun turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got one of those fucking Matrix machine guns on it that shoots like a thousand rounds a minute. Oh god! It shoots so fast, it's like a steady sound. It's just like because they host, they fucking shoot so fast you can't it's even the hum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like Peter Griffin when you fire it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't understand where these people get their money from, man. It scares me. Yeah. Uh, these people scare me. Yeah. But, like I said, I'm not going to say that I don't take care of myself. I have canned goods. I have other things just in case. Pickled eggs. Yeah, you have the basics. Portable toilet. Portable toilet. <laughs> Diapers. Diaper. Di- what? what? <laughs> but, like I said, to have, you know, 7,000 rounds of ammunition, to be able to board up your house in, like, less than three minutes. Yeah. Like, you've planned this shit out to a point that there was one guy that was a retired cop, yet he was so fucking young. I was like, yeah, retired. Yeah, what the fuck? You were let go from the force. You started (laughs) talking too much crazy shit in the locker room. You probably shot a bunch of people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got acquitted, but uh, they won't let me on the force no more. Yeah, so like, you (laughs) know. A little trigger happy. But see, that's the thing. Like, you know, the the economy's going to collapse now. Yeah. We're like they—they they don't have me on the force. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was the linchpin of this entire society that we call Estados Unidos. <laughs> Has his own fucking Jolly Roger flag. And yeah. <laughs> These guys are definitely all rocking the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Oh, easily. <laughs> you know, I—I've seen a few people like that, man. Where you're like you're driving by in neighborhoods, and I'm like, "Yep, nice." <laughs> you're like, okay, I—I I understand, man. I'm gonna keep an eye on you, though. <laughs> Just trying to evade paying taxes at all, by all means. Oh, well, so do I. But. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are these microphones on? <laughs> Try your fucking phone. Was <laughs> iPad listening? Fuck this shit. <laughs> they can track us, man. Be like, oh, they're looking through the camera right now. That's what they're doing, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So besides crazy people. Uh, the next thing that I watched was on, well, Doomsday Preppers was on Netflix. Okay. So if anyone's willing, wanting to check that out, check it out on Netflix. The other thing that I watched was on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it was called Ruining History. I know I'm fucking all stuffed up, so like certain words <laughs> don't sound. Ru- Ruining History. Ru- ruined. <laughs> ruined. Ruining Ru- History. Ruining History. Yeah. And it is actually presented by the guys from BuzzFeed. Oh, okay. So they have another show now. This is like a fourth or fifth show that these it's like guys... the, It's the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and it's also with... <coughs> excuse me. Three other people. And it's not like a game show. It's not like a drinking show where... It's not like a drunk history. Yeah. You've seen drunk history, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that where there are some reenactments. Yeah. But at the same time, it's... Them not knowing shit about history. Okay. So they'll be like, oh, this is what happened. And like someone will explain something. They're like, no, 
that's someone completely fucking different you're talking about. So, like, they're all just... I assume that they're all just getting smashed anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they're just purposely fucking it up. Right, yeah. Uh, some of the episodes, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, what did they? Which ones did they talk about? Uh, give me one second. I will pull it up. So for some reason, I thought that ruined... Because I feel like I've seen that on Hulu. And for some reason, I thought it was like... I thought it was like Adam Ruins Everything, where like they explain history, like parts of history that people accept as fact, and they like ruin it by saying it's not actually true and giving the actual facts, but that's not at all what it is. It's apparently drunk history with sober people. Well, kind of. It says, <laughs> rotating panel of BuzzFeed's most uh, uh, inquisitive minds learn ridiculous staged, uh, no, strange details of history, iconic and unbelievable stories. Okay. So that's exactly what it is about. Okay. And uh, it started in uh, 2017. All right. So, yeah, there's that. Okay. Watched a couple episodes. It's pretty fucking hilarious because those guys are pretty just wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But otherwise, I haven't really watched too much. All right. I definitely... You got some things. I got some stuff. Let's see. Yeah. Um, All right. So, oh... uh, my six, my six hundred pound life. Of course. What? You know what? She continues. You, you got. Oh! <laughs> did that pick it up? Yeah, it did. Well, it peaked probably when I went whoop, but uh, yeah, no, nah, just almost, almost lost the mic there. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I we were watching an episode when you got here. So yes. I haven't completed that episode, but um, from what I saw, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, she was. Surprisingly, over six hundred pounds. Not even that. <laughs> just what I was seeing. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't even just the fact of the weight and all that other stuff, but it was the fact that she left her sister's wedding that she was the maid of honor at because yes. she has like crippling anxiety from being super fat, and uh, she gave her maid of honor toast like through FaceTime on her phone from a from a van in the parking lot. <laughs> Pretty excellent. You need to you need to make serious life changes, people. For sure. Um, but there's two other ones that we watched that had I had a couple of notes from those. So one of them, this woman was over 600 pounds. She had her master's degree in psychology, specializing in addiction, and she was so not self-aware about her own addiction and problems. It was mind blowing. Like I said, the woman had a master's degree in the particular field of someone who would be treating her as like a psychiatrist because they go to see psychiatrists yes. because like usually their problems like using food to deal with their problems is all their problems. Of course. Because like they they are like treat their own anxiety and like any any kind of feelings they have by just eating until they go away just like to feel better while they're eating. Of course. And she could not recognize that. Like it was so frustrating. She lost like she like first appointment comes back they start the diet after the first appointment most of them don't do well after the first appointment they don't like take it seriously enough of course they go back they think they're gonna lose a bunch of weight they lose like 10 fucking pounds they were supposed to lose 60 so that's pretty much what happened with her so she goes back tries harder pretty much hits her weight goals and i think i can't remember i think this one did end up getting the surgery so she hit her goals like two months in a row or something like that or four months in a row uh gets the weight loss surgery but then after the weight loss surgery is not losing what she should be losing because she's pushing herself to overeat again, which is what they can do. And they can stretch their stomach out and then end up right where they fucking started. Uh, wow. So, 
And this one, I think, this one also had gotten uh, weight loss surgery previously, like 15 years before her taping of My Sister's Prime Life, and she, like, ruined it that time. So this time, she gets weight loss surgery again because she's doing okay with the diet, and then slowly starts losing less and less weight until she, like, I think she started gaining again after the surgery. And the doctor's like, you have to go to your psychiatry appointment, your your therapy appointment, because obviously... The psychological aspect is push. You're using food to like push yourself to overeat, and she would not accept that. She went to like the she went to the therapist like a couple times, and then just stopped going and told the doctor that she wasn't gonna go because she doesn't think that's like part of her problem. This is someone with a master's degree in psychology specializing in addiction, and she is so has no self awareness. It was unbelievable, so frustrating, more frustrating than the usual episodes of people just not do sticking to the diet because she should like not sticking to the diet is one thing, but not even not even being willing to see a therapist when you should know that's exactly your issue is yes. unbelievable to see. So that was a new one. That was weird. Never seen that before. Oh my god. Um then another one, this guy. This was a big boy. And he had giant lymphedema. It looked like he he had like probably 120 pounds of lymphedema hanging between his legs. Like looked like his like balls were hanging out. Gargantuan balls. And his starting weight when his first appointment, 892 pounds. He was almost 900 pounds. And he was still able to, like, walk somewhat. Like, he didn't walk well or walk often, but he could walk. He was not, like, bedbound or anything like that. Dude, and he was almost like he's got pounds. bones like Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, he's got Holy some adamantium. Shit. Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, so he – I think when he first started the diet – he lost like a little bit of weight, but he was so big he should be able to lose weight easily, and he just didn't think that sticking to the diet would do anything for him. So when he went for his appointment, I think he ended up having to stay in Houston because he wouldn't. Have, he was in such bad condition, like the doctor didn't think he'd be able to make it back because he had an infection, like from a cut on his leg, from like the lymphedema gets so like raw and shit like that that they get, they get cuts or like open sores and they get infected. So he was getting treated for that in the hospital. So they they just had him on a fixed diet in the hospital. Yeah. On Dr. Now's 1,200-calorie, high-protein, no-carb diet, right? And in one month, just from that diet, never leaving the bed, just from the diet, he lost 126 pounds in a month just from eating what the, like how the doctor told him to. So that's the kind of progress that these people should be making if they're not lying about fucking uh, sticking to the diet, which they all lie. It's of unbelievable. They, like, like, yeah, every single one of these people are the only people on the planet where they eat 1,200 calories a day being fucking 600 pounds but maintain 600-pound weight. That's impossible. It makes no sense. But they all, like, think that the doctor will believe them. Yes. So this guy on the fixed diet, like, it was proven to him that, yeah, you stick to this diet, it'll work. 126 pounds is probably one of the, <laughs> mo- one of the most weights. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> one of the Thank most you. weights I've seen anyone lose in that show, wow. like, in a, in a month's time. Wow. Uh. His, like, I think he ended up doing pretty good by the end of the show, but, like, uh, it's it's kind of, I, I get, I'm, like, spoiled by the Where Are They Now episodes of My Six Year Final Life because those follow the second year of, okay. the, of these people. So in the first year, they don't really make a ton of, I mean, they make a ton of progress, but, like, visually it's hard to see. Like, they never end up skinny or anything like that. Like, this guy, by the end of his one-year episode, he probably dropped, like, 400 pounds. Wow. But he was still, like, a 500-something pound man. And yeah. he still had the giant lymphedema because he hadn't lost enough weight to get it removed yet. 
So, like, I'm hoping they do a Where Are They Now episode on that because those episodes are nice because they recap the entire regular episodes. Of course. So you see them from the starting point, and then it follows all through their second year. So sometimes you can see people, like, from their starting point at, like, 700, 600 pounds. You get all the way down to, like, fucking 180 and shit like that. Like, Holy shit. So, um, like, the, the difference at the end is not is never really huge on the regular My 600 Pound Life episodes. But, um, so, yeah, that was My 600 Pound Life. We watched, we've been watching Thousand Pound Sisters, the separate show of the two sisters. Okay. One of them's 600 pounds. The other one's 400 pounds. And they are, they like, it's a lot slower because it's like an entire, over an entire season. Yes. It's just about them. So like, it's just little by little. It's like a lot more about their life. Is that the one like that, that you said that has like a growth on her forehead? Yes. The woman has like a tennis ball. She has a lymphedema on her forehead. Oh. So her forehead is fat and it like hangs over. It's so gross. Like oh. Her name is Tammy Slayton. If anyone wants to look it up. Uh, and yeah, so that one moves a lot slower. Like they went to, they made it to the doctor. They, it's not doctor now on that show. It's someone else. And they went to go see him. His name's Dr. Proctor. And, uh, so they went to go see him. And I think, I think they made it back for their second appointment on one of the recent episodes, uh, where they were supposed to have lost like 30 or 40 pounds each or something like that. And the 400 pound one lost like nine pounds and the 600 pound one, like also lost nine pounds. So they both did terribly, and like you could tell because like the cameras are following them at home all the time, and like they're still drinking like fucking diet sodas all day long and shit like that, and not just drinking water. Like uh, uh, before, like they ever went to the doctor and tried to change their diet or anything like that, and they just like asked them how many sodas they have a day, and the one the the skinnier skinnier one, the four hundred pound one, had between twelve and eighteen cans of soda every single day. Every day. That's fucking nuts. It's fucking crazy. Dude, I could barely do like two. Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. Um, and they're diet sodas, but that means fucking nothing. You might as well be drinking regular soda. It really of course. just doesn't fucking matter. Um, so yeah, uh, that that one moves along a lot sl- a lot more slowly, but uh, we're keeping up with that one. I don't even know what to say, man. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I watched a... Uh, <laughs> Megan and I watched a film. We watched Good Boys... Okay. That, like, uh, Seth Rogen-produced movie. It's kind of, like, super bad, but with younger kids. I I have no idea anything about it. Oh, really? So. Uh, we rented it on Redbox. It was in theaters, like, a few months ago. Okay. It's ba- it's about, like, these three friends. They're in sixth grade, I think. Sixth graders. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a super bad-esque storyline, but with, like, these younger kids. So it's, like, them... They, like, one of their fathers, the father, played by Will Forte, like, goes away for business or something on a business trip, and they, like, take his drone to, like, play with it, to, like, spy on these, like, girls. Oh, they, they want to spot, they go into a party, a boy and girl party, and they want to learn how to kiss for when they go to the party. So they steal the father's drone that they were told not to touch, and, like, spy on the next door neighbor girls because her boyfriend's always over, and they figure they could watch him kiss and try to learn how to kiss. And then, like, they end up getting a hold of the drone. So then, like, the whole adventure of the of the movie. I was is... gonna say this sounds like a great movie because I'd be doing the exact same shit. <laughs> yeah, the whole adventure of the movie is them trying to get the drone back, and like, all kinds of hilarity ensues. They end up at like a frat house and shit like that, trying to buy fucking Molly and stuff. It's it's pretty funny. It was a funny movie. I really I really liked it. All right. It really is has a feel like super bad, but like a it's it'll tickle an even younger nostalgia in you than high school times. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's called Good Boys. Um, yeah, I believe Seth Rogen, I don't know if he wrote it or if he just produced it, but I know he is affiliated with it. Um, 
Uh, Megan and I watched all three parts of the uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary on oh, Netflix. Oh, okay. Did you end up finishing that? I didn't. You didn't? Uh, I mean, there's not really much new information, but uh, it was very interesting, like, interviewing the guy that, uh, like... His gay lover? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised by that. And then I saw online that people were, like, pissed about that guy. Like, saying that he shouldn't, like, talk shit about someone, like, that's dead. And then, in, in, in my mind, I was like, why are you assuming that's talking shit? Like, saying that that guy is talking shit means that you're saying that being gay is a bad thing, inherently. Yeah. So, it's not talking shit. He's just saying what happened. You can say you don't believe him, but, like, it'd be a weird thing to lie about, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was, like, uh, it was interesting to hear, like his phone calls from jail and shit like that. Oh, that like, was that was one of the things that I thought was insane. Yeah, his phone calls to his mom. His mom seemed like a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> bitching bitching to him about uh, like he, he she wanted him to give her a million dollars when he signed his contract extension and then she would have been set for life, but he wouldn't do it. And he was like, "You act like I just had 30 million dollars when I signed the contract extension." He's like, "It's not how it works." Um and also, you know by the type of piece of shit that she was, if he gave her a million dollars, like, straight up oh, yeah. in a lump sum, she's one of those fucking idiots that would have blown it immediately and then needed money, like, six months later. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure she's that type of person. But, yeah, she was. She did not seem like a good person. And then, oh, yeah, she, and she, uh, she dated, she cheated. No, let's see. His cousin Tanya, the one who he like, who like treat, he treated like his actual mother, basically, yes. that he ended up going to live with. Her husband cheated on her with his mom, and then moved into his mom's house where Aaron was living, and that's when he moved out and went to go live with his cousin Tanya. So his mom like hooked up, and then I think eventually married, or at least was still like with this guy that was uh, that was his cousin Tanya's husband. So, like, broke up their family and shit. She seems like a trash pile. Aaron Hernandez, also a trash pile. <laughs> also yes. a murderous scumbag. But, uh, yeah, and then they got into, like, the uh, the double murder case in uh, Boston. Yeah, that... the coward's way out. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it was pretty – it was interesting. It was uh, en- engrossing enough to – we watched. Oh, it was. Yeah. Now, but I do agree with you. His, his mom was such a piece of shit. Now. Yeah, like, for sure. heard some of the conversations yeah, on yeah. the phone. yeah. And they were talking about the trial. Yeah. And she was like, look, I already told you. Like, I'm going to show up in the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, I expected you to be there. And she's like, well, I can't be there all the time. Right. It's like, your son's on fucking trial. I know. Your son's facing life in prison. And also, like, he would pretty much tell her how, like, she fucked him up so bad, like, when he was young and stuff like that. Like, Like, taking Tanya's husband and shit like that and all kinds of other stuff. Like, how it fucked him up so bad. And she never, like really apologizes or seems like regretful about any of that like oh. it was really weird but uh yeah so it was pretty if, if no one's if anyone hasn't watched it or heard about it on netflix it's pretty interesting it's nice if you hate the patriots you see a great patriot star fall from grace hey. they show clips from the 2011 super bowl the one that he played in oh yeah and uh it's great because i get to relive that where the giants whoop the ass and took another super bowl from their grasp <laughs> um so yeah, that was that was it for that, and then uh, I started watching a new show, not a new show, a new for me, okay. old as fuck show, Dragon Ball Z, sir. Really? I started watching me some Dragon Ball Z. So I always wanted to get into it because oh yeah, I have the new Dragon Ball Z Kakarot video game, which I haven't played yet, and I'm not gonna play for a while because apparently it's just like the entire story of 
Dragon Ball Z. Really? Like, playing through it. So I was like, well, now I'm watching the show. I have to watch the fucking show before I play the game because otherwise it'll spoil it. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, 280 episodes. I'm 17 episodes in. <laughs> but uh, Okay. Yeah, so I'm watching them all on the, uh, on the Funimation Now app. I mean, it holds – it's entertaining enough to, like, <laughs> keep my attention. I mean, the animation is from 1989, and then it was dubbed in English the first time in 1996. They dubbed the first season. And then in 1998 is when it came out on Toonami, which is when it got huge on Cartoon Network. Yes. And then that's when they ordered all the rest of the seasons to be dubbed. So it's from pretty much from 1998. Um, but, yeah, I don't, it's entertaining enough. I've fucking watched, like, one or two episodes, like, a night before bed. And uh, um, it's always been, like, a story that I've been interested in because I've tried playing a few of the games, like, back in the day, like, some of the fighting games and stuff like that because they always look, like, fun, like, all this over-the-top, like, wild-ass shit. But it's not – it was never that engrossing because I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't – like, I knew fucking, like, Goku, and that's about it. Yeah. And there's fucking, that's like – That's the only name that I ever knew. Yeah, there's, like, hundreds of characters, and, like, I don't know any of the storylines or what who who any of the characters are or what they mean. So it made the games not that fun. So I always wanted to actually watch the show to give context for all that, and then I would enjoy everything about it. I'm just not a fan of the slopes. So I don't support anything that they do. I, I think it's disgusting. I think they engineered the coronavirus. That's probably what I got right now. Uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, you, you, you got it. You got uh, the bug. Uh, probably some bat meat. I was going to say, you've been munching bats? Uh, yeah, that chicken teriyaki did taste kind of fun. But. Yeah, there was some fucking really skinny wings on that chicken teriyaki. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to continue watching it for now and then... Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll get super bored with watching it and be like, I can't make this fucking 200-something episodes, and I'll just play the video game and get the story that way. But I would rather experience the show first. That way I would enjoy the video game even more. Of course. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Um, but, yeah, that's all I watched, I think, besides some wrestling. <laughs> So there was a bunch of wrestling to be had in the past two weeks, especially last weekend. Oh, God. I'm going to throw up everywhere. Um, so I, I'm assuming you didn't catch any. I did not. Yes. So last week. I, I've, I've heard enough about the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So I already know most of that. Okay. I'm already filled in on that. Um, so last weekend, Saturday was NXT Worlds Collide, which was basically a takeover event. Uh, with NXT versus NXT UK brands battling each other, which was obviously excellent. Of course. Which I was like looking up online. I was like, there must be a takeover before the Royal Rumble. And then I looked online and all I could find was articles about if there wasn't a takeover. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I saw that there was a Worlds Collide. I was like, okay, that's basically, just call it a takeover. It is a takeover. Um, but they, we had some good matches. We had a, a, a fatal four-way for the Cruiserweight Championship. Angel, like, it was a lot of people I didn't know too because I don't watch NXT UK. So, Angel Garza, the Cruiserweight Championship, versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is a regular NXT guy, versus Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks, who are both uh, NXT UK guys. Okay. So, this was an exciting match. I haven't seen... I've seen Swerve, and I've seen 
Angel Garza, obviously, but I've never seen Jordan Devlin, Travis Banks. All excellent performers. Like, all pretty much, for the most part, high flyers, but, like, like all NXT matches, pretty hard-hitting and shit like that. And I, I remember Jordan Devlin, the Irish guy, ended up getting the victory. The Irish ace right. ended up getting the win, so he is now the Cruiserweight champion. Um, so I wonder if he's going to be, like, defending it. If they defend the Cruiserweight Championship on NXT UK as well, I don't know because I I, have, I see it on regular NXT, but uh, I don't know what, what the deal is going to be with that. Um, we had a pretty sick match between Finn Balor and Ilya Dragunov. Okay, I've never seen him before, but he's just like some. I th- I thought he was Russian because his name's Dragunov. Yeah, but I could have sworn they mentioned him being German when he came out, which is weird. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. But he wears red contacts. He just looks like fucking. He looks like. Uh, What's his name? Uh, from Rocky Four. God damn it. Ivan Drago? Yes, he looks like Ivan Drago, basically. Okay. I mean, he's basically an Ivan Drago-esque character. All right. But with scary red contacts. But other than that, he's just like a blonde Russian guy. And uh, so him and Finn Balor, they put on an excellent match. Nothing really to write home about. Like I said before, Finn Balor really needs to vary up the fucking moveset. Like, he's not doing a lot different. No, I, I agree. Um, he, I mean, he is back to doing the 1916 on NXT anyways because he's allowed to do it again. So he does the fucking coup de gras and then follows it up with uh, 1916 for, like, extra dev- devastation. But uh, other than that, like, his standard moves throughout are, like, the, like they'll have some good sequences, but his, his big moves are pretty much the same shit he's been doing for a long time. Um, NXT Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley, the champion, versus Tony Storm. Um... Tony Storm, who I believe beat Rhea Ripley in the past to take her NXT UK championship from her. I think she beat her, like, the, they she faced each other twice. twice. Yeah, and she beat her both times. But uh, Rhea Ripley got the win this time and retained the title. It was a, it was the worst match of the night, obviously. Uh, <laughs> the uh, One of the best matches. I guess the, the other two matches were both excellent matches. One of them, obviously, DIY reuniting yes. for a tag match against Mustache Mountain. Um, so, what was it? Trent Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, Mustache yes. Mountain, the NSC UK, UK guys, who always have amazing matches on their own, no matter who they're facing. But then they're facing the fucking reunited DIY, one of the best tag teams NXT's ever had. And uh, it was fucking So, are they doing that for like a, a long run? No, I don't think so. I think it was just like a one-off for Worlds Collide. I'm pretty sure. Um, because... Uh, what's his name? Tommaso Ciampa is kind of like on the road back to trying to get, he's still trying to get back the NXT title. That's like his main storyline right now. Oh, all right. But then like they just, uh, they got challenged like on Twitter by Trent Seven, like talking shit about challenging DIY. So they decided to reunite for Worlds Collide and face them. All right. Uh, but it was a fucking awesome match. Tons of fucking I, false I finishes. Tons I wouldn't of expect anything less. Finisher kickouts. DIY hit their classic fucking finisher. Obviously the super kick in the knee. Um, but yeah, it was fun. it was an awesome match. So many good sequences. Like, I'm always surprised that I wouldn't think that Trent Seven would be able to entertain because he's basically just like a fat old British guy. <laughs> he's not like in shape really at all. But he's very but, true. But the technical stuff he does is still super entertaining and fun to watch. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, DIY ended up getting that win, I believe. Um, the article I'm looking at doesn't fucking list the winners because it's from it's from before the event, but. Uh, Pretty sure they won. And then uh, this one was interesting because of something that happened in it. The main event was Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Okay. Uh, So Imperium is the big NXT UK stable with Walter, the leader, who's 
basically a giant autistic Austrian guy. And okay. uh, it's him, Marcel Bartel. Um, I always forget this other fucking. I can't remember his name. I always want to say Fabricio Verdum, but that's not that. That's the old UFC fighter. It's okay. not his name. But I can never think of his fucking name. Um, God damn it! What the fuck is his name? <coughs> I don't know, but it's that guy and Alexander Wolf, previously okay. of Sanity. Yes. And versus the Undisputed Era. And pretty early on in the match, Alexander Wolf is in, and Bobby Fish is in. Alexander Wolf is on his knees, and he's getting kicked by both Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, basically. Bobby Fish throws a kick, catches Alexander Wolf square on the jaw, knocks him out cold for real. So, like, I didn't, I didn't notice it as it happened, like, when he kicked him. But then I noticed that, like, the camera just zooms in on Bobby Fish. And like he keeps trying to like go after uh to like go after Alexander Wolf and the ref like holds him back and then he whispers something in his ear and then Bobby Fish like stands back and then they stay just holding on only Bobby Fish so that's all you can see for like the next thirty seconds. I was like, Oh shit, Alexander Wolf actually got fucked up. And then to my surprise, after like medical had to take him out of the match and stuff like that, yeah, they actually showed what happened afterwards. And yeah, he got kicked square in the fucking jaw, and he was out. And like Bobby Fish runs over to pin him and like pushes him back. He thought he was just like selling it, but he was actually knocked out cold and like all fucked up. So yeah, they had to wake him up, drag him out. They didn't really show any of this, and then they went on with the match. But that must have fucked up whatever like a lot of stuff they had planned for later on because then the match was four on three the rest of the time. No shit. And this was a real injury. Like this was not a not something that was supposed to happen. Um, it's basically like when uh, what's her name? When one of the Bellas knocked out uh, um, Liv Liv Morgan. Remember she yes. got kicked in the face. Same exact thing. She got kicked like right in the jaw and got knocked out. Um, but yeah, then I saw like Alexander Wolf tweeted later that he was okay and that like the WWE medical staff took care of him and stuff like that. And then he said that it was a hundred, he was like, it was my fault. Uh, you're supposed to keep your chin up and like he let his chin down and that's why he got hit. So he didn't, he wasn't mad at Bobby Fish or anything like that. Um, so glad to see that he's okay. I like Alexander Wolf. I like oh, him yeah. Sandy and everything. He's good. Um, but yeah, so that was a very interesting thing to happen early in that match. I was like, well, you know, they're going to have like one of those big four on four confrontations, like in the ring where they all line up with each other. But it's gonna be like they're gonna be outnumbered, so it's it's gonna be weird. But I mean, the match went on pretty pretty well after that. I'm sure there were some spots that they changed up because Wolf wasn't there. But uh, the match went pretty well, and I'm pretty sure Imperium ended up winning, which of course you know, unintentionally made Imperium look even stronger because they won with three guys instead of four. Of course, <laughs> which was not the intention, but uh, still a really good match. Um, and. That's all from NXT from Worlds Collide. The Royal Rumble, the only thing to mention really is the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Yes. Um, so like, there was a universal title match between uh, Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, and The Fiend won, retained the title. But So we had the Royal Rumble matches. Women's match, it was fine. <coughs> there was a lot of surprises because the women's roster is not deep at all. It's shallow as fuck. So like, they had the list of confirmed superstars to be in each Royal Rumble match. And I looked at the list beforehand, and 26 out of 30 for the men's were confirmed who was going to be in it. So I was like, why would you only leave four spots for surprises? That's, like, retarded. Yeah. And I look at the women's one, there was only seven confirmed superstars because they have, like, nobody. 
So there was tons of like there's NXT UK people, there was NXT people, there was fucking like legends, all kinds of people. Like Beth Phoenix was in there for a fucking long ass time. Um, she cut the back of her head open and her hair was all soaked with blood for most of the match. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the worst part about the women's Royal Rumble match is Charlotte won. Yeah. Someone who is obviously going to have a match at every WrestleMania until she retires anyways because she's fucking Charlotte Flair and they give her the fucking Royal Rumble. Such a goddamn waste. I was like, unbelievable. Um, uh, so before I, I also saw who was supposed to, like they had different plans for the Royal Rumble matches, but then apparently changed them as the, as the match approached. Uh, and then the men's Royal Rumble had some decent like surprises in there. They added two more surprises because they had like the storyline of Rusev and Bobby Lashley, I think getting into a fight backstage. And so they were out of the Royal Rumble. Okay. So that left six open spots, but the only really meaningful surprise was edges return. Yes. Which would be a huge, awesome, exciting surprise. But I don't fucking like Edge, and I never have liked Edge. So, All right. like, I understand that it's a big thing, and he was, like, a huge star. People loved him. I just didn't really like him. And he really, like, he was, like, a mid-tier performer when I was watching wrestling in high school. And then when I stopped watching is when he was fucking shot up to, like, the main event and was, like, the guy. Oh, yeah. So he just, he just isn't that guy in my eyes, and I never really was a fan of him. But I understand that it was a big moment and it was like a pretty exciting thing. So that was cool, at least. I understand. Not, not too many other big returns. No, see, that's what I was. I was like, I I was convinced, convinced that number thirty was going to be CM Punk. I was absolutely convinced. He's working for the company. Yeah. He does that backstage show. I was like, what but better? And and that's the thing where like, yeah, he works for Fox. Yeah. But he still probably has some sort of a. Clause in the contract. If they wanted him in the Royal Rumble, they could have done it. They could have just been for like, sure. "Hey, how much?" Yeah, I mean, Na- name easily a, name a price. So I, there would be like the only reason I could think of them not having him is because they already planned to have Edge back, and they didn't want to overshadow it with CM Punk. Of course, because CM Punk would have gotten a bigger pop than Edge. Oh, of course. Um, there's no fucking Edge chance at random pay per views throughout the fucking year, and there's CM Punk chance everywhere <laughs> just for no reason. Uh, so I was pretty let like not that I even care about CM Punk either because also that's another guy that came up when I wasn't watching wrestling. But I understand. Likewise, I understand he's pretty entertaining, and uh, so I was disappointed by that. Uh, well, we had some NXT guys show up at least. Uh, Keith Lee showed up, which I, I liked. I was excited yes. by that. I like Keith Lee. Matt Riddle showed up. Um, so yeah. Um, but there was no like. I didn't see too many legends. No. No, I can't. Even, uh, MVP was like the only thing, yeah. really. And who gives a fuck? MVP sucked when he was in WWE. Yeah. He never moved above a mid-carder. Like, he's fucking MVP. He sucks. Um, uh, but, yeah, so there wasn't anything huge. The worst thing about the match, I was, I thought they were going to have the entire match completely ruined because the number one entrant was Brock Lesnar. So he starts the match. So then the match goes, like, first guy comes in. He gets thrown out immediately by Brock Lesnar. Next guy comes in. He gets thrown out immediately by Brock Lesnar. Next guy comes in. He gets thrown out immediately. So this fucking pretty much went. There was never more than three people in the ring for the first 13 entrants. He threw out all the first 13 guys that came out. Like just wrecked half the match by having like no wrestling or anything like that. Not a bunch of guys in the ring. It was just Brock Lesnar and one or two guys at most. And he just fucking wrecks everybody. Takes them all out. 13 in a row. I was like... Are they really going to have Brock run through the entire Royal Rumble and win from number one? Which I could see them fucking doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but thankfully, they didn't. And I believe what ended it was Ricochet hit him with something to, like, stun him on the apron. 
and that set up uh, Drew McIntyre to come and hit him with a claymore and knock him off the apron to eliminate him. So Drew McIntyre eliminated him. Well, what he did was he he was actually inside the ring. Okay. Claymore kick, and he over. flipped him uh, over. All right, yeah. And the way he actually looked like he connected, yeah, he looked like he clipped him just a little bit. Yeah, he probably did, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, Drew McIntyre's a big fucking boy. He's bigger than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he is. He's a big guy. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's that one of those corn-fed motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, he. So he did end up being the victor as well, Drew McIntyre. Yes, I like that. I like. I'm glad that he won. Uh, the but, <laughs> but, but what? Vince McMahon. Uh, he loves the big guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so think about it. That's yeah. You know, Brock Lesnar is the big guy. Who's your next big guy? Right. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And speaking of Brock Lesnar and how much Vince loves him, it, uh, apparently him and Matt Riddle got into like a little altercate, verbal altercation backstage before the Royal Rumble. Really? Yeah, because I guess uh, Matt Riddle has been just like tweeting at Brock Lesnar, like challenging him and stuff like that. Like, really? Like challenging him to a fight, and then uh, so Brock Lesnar like saw him backstage. And he was like, hey, kid, don't – he's like, I will never work with you. Like, And so then they started, like, chirping back and forth at each other, and I get, it got broken up before anything happened. But apparently Vince McMahon wasn't too happy with Matt Riddle for messing with the fucking – the golden child. Like, no one messes with Brock Lesnar, apparently. That's Vince McMahon's number one guy. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll be upset if they punish Matt Riddle in any real way because he's really good and he should get all the TV time that he's currently getting and more. Of course. Um, He's current like, him and uh, Pete – uh, Pete Dunn are currently going to the finals of the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Yeah. The uh, the Broser Weights is their tag team uh, name, and they had like I watched uh, one of their matches in the tournament last week, and they had their own tag team finisher and everything. It was sick. Basically, uh, Pete Dunn does that bitter end, like the pump handle, where he like picks them up and spins them around and then drops them on their face. Yeah. But instead, he picks them up and spins them around, and then instead of dropping them on their face, uh, dropping them on the ground, he drops them into fucking uh, Matt Riddle's like high knee and he just knees him in the face, kind of like a go to sleep type thing. No shit. But from the bitter end, so that's like their their little combo finisher. So it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, so Drew McIntyre wins the men's Royal Rumble. Charlotte wins the women's Royal Rumble. But apparently, the original plan before that, the first plan was worse for the men's, better for the women's. So for the women's, it was going to be Shayna Baszler. So they were going to have an NXT person win the Women's Royal Rumble, wow. which would have been pretty huge. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, I would have been curious if, like, she goes for one of the main titles or, like, since they're trying to position NXT as, like, a full other brand, like with Surviv- what they did with Survivor Series, I would wonder if she would go for the women's NXT title at WrestleMania or not, but... Now we're not going to find out because fucking Charlotte won. Yeah. Maybe Charlotte will go for the NXT championship. That'd be a twist. That would be. Um, and then the men's original plan, which would have been real fucking retarded, was Roman Reigns to win, which that would have been awful. If they went with, like, Roman Reigns and Charlotte, I'd have been like, well, I can't even watch the pay-per-views anymore. Like, no. it's so embarrassing. Embarrassing choices. Like, these people that are already guaranteed matches at every WrestleMania should not fucking win the Royal Rumble. No. Uh, but, yeah, so... And Roman Reigns has already won a Royal Rumble, I believe. Um, but yeah, so that original plan would have been bad and good and bad. Oh, of course it would have been. Um, I think the good of Shayna Baszler winning the Women's Championship would have outweighed the bad of Roman winning the men's one. Of course. So I would have probably liked the original plan better, but I'm glad that Drew McIntyre won the men's Royal Rumble. Um, but yeah, that's it for wrestling, I believe. Um, got some video game. Video game stuff. 
recently i did not all right uh i played a couple things i don't know if i have anything noteworthy oh yeah um so I, i've been playing some more world of warcraft obviously all making right. progress little by little uh i am level 38 now two levels away from getting my mount for the first time ever in world of warcraft it just sounds like something over, overtly sexual <laughs> it's uh it's basically like uh transportation like a horse to ride on so you can move around faster and everything like that. And it's a sign of prestige just to show that you've put in enough time to get them out, which is probably going to end up being like 100 and Still sounds super good. 110 hours. Um, so, yeah, I'm close to getting them out. I'm at level 38. Um, and the only other thing I played is Days Gone, which I finally completed. The no, main see, story. Yes. <laughs> I finished <laughs> I finished the main story of Days Gone. I pro- That game was fucking long. Oh, yeah. Like... I get for the for like the first probably seventy percent of the story. Yes, I was doing like all the side shit I came across, so that definitely made it way longer. And then once I got towards the end, I kind of just wanted to wrap it up, so I was doing just like all the main story story missions I could. Uh, but I would say all in all, I probably put over thirty hours into the game, wow. which for like an action adventure type game like that is a decent amount. It's a, it's a decent amount of length. Plus, by the time I left it, I still had plenty of side shit left to do that I that I hadn't done. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much, I probably talked that game to death. Like, we both talked about it, so like, uh, it's an excellent game. It's fun to customize the motorcycle, get faster and faster and stronger in the motorcycle, get a bunch of new guns, tear apart zombies. Uh, one of the big things that I got to later in the game is when you have to fight zombie hordes. So See, I never got that far. Yeah, that's late. That's like really late in the game. That's like the last handful of missions. In like three of the last say eight missions you have to fucking kill a horde like in three three separate times as like to to advance the story and they are, some of them are fucking difficult like a horde is like if anyone remembers like the movie world war z and you see the fucking zombies climbing all over each other and shit like that that's like how the hordes are in days gone so it's like, like thr- tidal wave. yeah it's like 300 fucking zombies all scrambling around and you basically have to you have to be prepared. You have to have, like, a bunch of, like, Molotov cocktails and, like, grenades and explosives and traps like that if you can get them. And uh, as much ammunition as you can carry and have, like, automatic guns. Because I had a shotgun the first time I tried facing one. I was like, this is fucking useless against a horde. This doesn't do shit. So I got, like, an assault rifle and, like, one of the heavy weapons. Like, you know, you can have the crossbow as a heavy weapon. Yeah. And then I had a 50 cal sniper. I got a fucking... I got a heavy machine gun instead. Oh, all right. So with, with like, a 300 round... With, like, 300 rounds... So, basically, what you have to do is, like, you have to know the area that you're fighting the horde in. Because, like, one of the ones, I took out the first one on, like, the fifth try. Okay. The second one I took out on the first try. And then the third one took me at least 15 tries to fucking get it. Like, I had to I had to end up, like, learning where, like, the whole area that you're fighting the horde in is. And you have to, like, try and find a bunch of, like, tight passages so you can funnel them all through. And then just fucking like mow as many down as you can before they start catching up with you and you have to run again. So basically when you're fighting a horde, you get their attention. You ideally beforehand set up set up like a bunch of like traps, like explosives 
in like hallways and shit like that. And then you get them all to stop following you, and then you just like run. You just like run and like kite them around behind you, lead them to where you set the traps, and then blow the traps up as they're running through. Probably take out a solid like fifty of them there. And then when you have a little space, turn around and like shoot into the passageway to take a couple down. And then you basically have to keep running around and like rinse and repeat. Try to like you have to run around, stop real quick, throw a Molotov, and then turn and keep running. And then stop real quick, throw a Molotov, turn and keep running. Find another narrow passageway, turn around, shoot a bunch, and then keep running. So it's fucking exhausting to try and not get caught because then you sl- you slip up once and they fucking get on you so quick like once you get hit once by them like it'll slow you down enough to where they'll all just surround you and then you're fucking dead immediately so it gets very intense when you're down to like 50 left maybe but 50 is still enough to kill you immediately so you get to like 50 left and then you slip up and you fuck up and you die immediately and then you have to start over um but it is definitely an interesting thing. It's, I've never done anything like that in a fucking any zombie game beforehand. Like fight a massive horde like that. So that's definitely something unique to Days Gone. Um, it's a game worth playing. The biggest problem I have with the game is like the technical performance of the game. Really? Like it would drop. It would drop to like single digit frame rates, like a fl- fucking slideshow, and not even like just when you're facing the hordes. Like when you think that it's really pushing the PS4 to its limits, just like randomly like i'd just be driving i'd just be driving around like i'd leave a base get into the open world and it's just fucking like five frames a second i'm like what the fuck is going on and like usually it would start to pick up and like fix itself but then i like it started getting so fucking bad and i was looking online to see if like there was a fix and i was like yeah all you can really do is like restart your system and sometimes it'll be better when you play again so i did restart and then it like it was better after that but still like i wish they i I think they're done updating the game at least at least for now unless they decide to put out more content so there's not going to be any fucking updates that like that fix that. Maybe it's better if you have a PS4 Pro. I imagine it is. Probably. But uh, yeah, this is a game where if I had the choice, I would have definitely liked to play it on PC where I could get it to run better. But it's PS4 exclusive, so. Um, but still a game worth playing. Like it, it runs well enough for like 95% of the game to not have an issue. But there were plenty of times where I was getting frustrated by how shitty it was running. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. You got any uh, miscellaneous? I do not. I have one. I have one quick miscellaneous. All right, well, I'm not playing. The yeah, don't play the music. So <laughs> it's just a hilarious thing I saw at the gym. All right. So I'm always I always keep an open eye for uh, for gym fails. <laughs> always like the, on on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> on YouTube, I'm always, like watching gym fails on YouTube is hilarious. And at our gym, or at my gym, there's a lot of there's a, a lot of Guatemalan people who go to this gym. It's the neighborhood it's in. There's a lot of Guatemalan people in the neighborhood. Okay. And a lot of them, for some reason, just like the majority of them, just like show up, but don't really know what they're doing. Like they don't. They've never like no one's ever taught them. It's not really not usually their fault. Like no one's ever taught them how to work out or how to use any of the machines. Okay. But they've obviously never like looked on YouTube to see what to do. And so like I see a guy walk in. He's got jeans on. He's got a polo on. He's carrying weight gloves and a weight belt. I'm like, oh, this is my boy right here. He's gonna do something wild. And so he, I, I'm like, I'm doing some shit. I just keep keep an eye on him, looking at him. So I was like, he's gonna do something funny. And he puts on his weight belt, of course. Puts on his weightlifting gloves. Starts hammering out some curls. Got that weight belt on to keep your guts in while you're fucking curling 15 pound dumbbells. <laughs> they all wear weight belts, no matter what. They could be on that fucking exercise bike. They have gloves and weight belts on. It's so funny. Yeah, I've seen I've seen it many times oh on a ex- on a sit down exercise bike. <laughs> um, but then, uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with the machine at EverFitness, the uh, standing calf raise machine where, like, yes. the pads rest on your shoulders, yes. right? You get underneath it. You lift it up. It's a favorite of mine. Yeah, you keep, your, you keep like, the ball of your foot on the pad, and then yes. you go down. Just do some calf ra- some weighted calf raises. 
my boy gets on the calf raise machine. <laughs> starts doing shoulder press. No, better. He starts doing tiny-ass little baby squats. <laughs> because the thing doesn't move that much because it's only made for calf raises. So he just he only squats down like an eighth of a squat. Like you can't even go down that far before it bottoms out because it's only made for like your ankle yeah. movement. So he's just doing like tiny, tiny little squats. It was fucking hilarious. I loved it. It was the best. Oh my god! So I made a note of that immediately because that was you. It was. It would be YouTube worthy if I if I was disrespectful enough to videotape people at the gym. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it was pretty funny to see him just doing these tiny, popping these tiny little squats. It was excellent. Um. That's all I have. Do you have you have closing music? Uh, uh. Lined up. I'll let I'll let you decide. Okay. What do you want you want some a day to remember, or do you want some? Attila. Because I have life lesson. Life lessons learned the hard way. Or new addiction. New addiction. Let's do life lessons learned the hard way. Okay. By a day to remember. You want to do the uh, the uh, outro? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can get our episodes every Tuesday. Join us next week where uh, if nothing comes up, it will be me, Nick, and the returning Josh Klattenberg to yes. celebrate 150 episodes. So that should be exciting. I'm going to have to come up with a good death match for Josh to take part in. Ooh, yes. Um, uh, but yeah, you can get our episodes every Tuesday. You can get it on iTunes where you can rate and review us. You can get it on any podcast app. You can stream or download it from our website, nerdupa.com. You can email us at podcast at nerdupa.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at nerdupapodcast. That's it. See ya. Fucking target!